Good morning. Today is Friday, August 20th, 2021. Our sages made a number of statements, some version of Ze Klal Gadol Batorah, this is the one single underlying foundational principle of Judaism upon which all else rests. And there are, of course, different opinions about what that principle is, and I've shared some of them with you before. The philosopher Emmanuel Levinas used to say, the greatest ethical principle can be found in the single phrase, after you. And I think that has a lot of merit. But I'd like to suggest another, a phrase that could very well be a motto for our lives. It could be a structure on which all else of our religious and interpersonal life is built, and it comes from this week's Parsha. Torah says in our Parsha, Lo sire eshor ochicha o esseo nidochim v'yisalam tamehem. You should not see the ox or the sheep of your fellow which is lost and turn your eyes from them as if you're ignoring them. Rather, hashev t'shivein lochicha, rather you should return the lost object to your fellow. We discussed this a couple of days ago. And not only an ox or a sheep, and so should you do to anything that your fellow loses, that you find, you should not avert your eyes. You should not ignore it, but rather you should try to return it to him. What does it mean, lo suchal lihisalem, which literally means you will not be able to ignore it? Says Rashi, lo suchal lihisalem, lechvosh encha, ki ilu encha roe oso. This is a, um, an instruction do not avert your eyes as if you do not see it. Meaning like this a person's walking down the street. And, they, and out of the corner of their eye, they see that there's something uh, that's lost. And they know that their obligation is to pick it up, to try to find the owner. It may require some effort. It may require a lot of effort. But rather, what a person does is they just hold their hand like this and they just look in the other direction as if I don't see what's over there. Of course, as long as I don't see it, I don't have to pick it up. And who is going to know if I saw it or I did not see it? If someone were to accuse me of ignoring it, I could just say, I, I didn't notice it. I was looking the other way. But of course, God knows what we see and what we ignore. And therefore, the Torah says, don't do that. Don't ignore it. Rather, try to return it to your fellow. Rabbi Michael Yammer, who is a teacher at Yeshivat Shalavim in Israel, points out the following, and it's a deep insight. And he explains that this is the foundation of creating a moral Jewish character.
character. He says as follows. The phrase is, Lo You will not be able to ignore it. Now, that's a strange phrase. Maybe it should have said, Do not ignore it. Or, It's not nice to ignore it. But to say, you will not be able to ignore it seems a little strange to understand because, of course, yes, I could. I'm perfectly able to ignore it if I just ignore it. What in the world does the verse mean when it phrases it in this manner that I am not able to ignore it? He explains that clearly what the Torah is teaching us is that the goal of this mitzvah of returning a lost object is not just to do the action of returning the object. It is rather to educate myself, to develop myself so that I am incapable of ignoring a lost object. In other words, The Torah wants to do mitzvos, what God commands. That's definitely true. But that's not the goal that God is looking for. Yes, God wants us to do the commands that he commands us. Yes, definitely. I don't mean to minimize that. But God wants something much deeper as well. God wants that by doing those commandments, our character is changed. Our character is developed For many of the commandments that we perform, we say a bracha, we say a blessing, and we have a standard format, a formula for a blessing that we say before we do a mitzvah, before we blow shofar, before we eat matzah, before we uh, uh, say say the mitzvah of uh, kiddush on Shabbos, and it goes like this, Baruch atah Hashem alakein melechalom, blessed are you, God, King of the universe. Asher kiddushonu b'mitzvosav, Vitzivanu, etc. Which means, Asher Kiddushanu B'mitzvosav, you have sanctified us by your commandments. Vitzivanu, and you commanded us to do whatever is the commandment we're about to do. The goal of the commandment is to do the command that God wants. But the ultimate goal, the deeper goal, is to become sanctified by it. It is the change within ourself as a result of the mitzvah that we do that God is looking for. And that's what we praise God about. We praise God not only about the opportunity to do the mitzvah, but we praise God for the opportunity to become a better person through doing the mitzvah. Every mitzvah that we do is an opportunity to refine our character, to make its values a part of us, not just an outward action that we perform. The goal of returning a lost object, as well as every other mitzvah, is to instill within us a mitzvah mentality Mitzvah observance transformed into an inseparable aspect of our personality to the extent that it is impossible for us to ignore a lost object or any other need that someone else has.
That's the ultimate goal of this and every mitzvah. And by God commanding us in this manner, by God commanding us to reach this level, not just to return the lost object, but to be the kind of person that is incapable of ignoring the opportunity to return a lost object, God is also certifying to us that God knows that we are capable of reaching that. We are capable of refining ourselves, of working on ourselves, of developing ourselves so that we become that person for whom helping another in any way possible is inseparable from our personality. In other words, God is saying to us, I know you. And I know that deep inside you, you are a good person. You want to help. You cannot just continue on your way. You cannot just pretend you did not see it. You cannot act as if you were ignoring it. And it applies to everything that we see around us that requires rectification. To notice what needs to be fixed and where we can benefit others. We need to look around all the time. We need to notice everything from a lost object to an injustice and make sure that nothing needing to be fixed is ever ignored. To be incapable of that ignoring. To have it so ingrained and intertwined with our character. This should be the motto for life. Lo I am not capable of ignoring someone or something in need. And I want to add just one more spiritual aspect to this mitzvah of returning a lost object. As we've discussed, Someone finds a lost object, let's just say, for example, in the street. There's a mitzvah to pick it up, to take care of it, to try to find the owner, and to return the, uh, the object to the owner in order to fulfill this mitzvah. How does a person do it? If the owner is not immediately know knowable, even though there may be some identifying mark on the object, but we don't know who it is, how do we do that? So the Rambam says, Maimonides says, that we have to announce publicly that we found a certain type of an object and anyone who can come and give the correct identification of it, I want to be able to return it. That person can claim it. Says the Rambam, where and how does that announcement take place? The Rambam says, originally, in earlier times in our history, anyone who found a lost object would come when they traveled to Yerushalayim for the Shalash Regalim, for the three festivals. Remember, during the time the Beis Amigdash was standing, every Jewish person would travel to Jerusalem for Pesach, Shavuos, and Sukkot three times a year. The entire Jewish people was gathered. So it's the perfect time. There was a certain spot in Jerusalem and everyone knew that that was the spot to gather if you had lost anything. And anyone who had found something would go to that spot and would announce it publicly. And whoever had lost something 
previously would know to come to that spot. They would hear the announcement and they'd be able to fulfill the mitzvah of Hashavah Saveda. And the, the Rambam says you have to do it three times. Three festivals, that means over the course of a whole year, maybe for some reason a person couldn't make it one time, but after three times, presumably you would have reached everybody that was able to reach there. So that's the best way to make this announcement so that every person will hear it. Then says the Rambam, when the Beis Amigdash was destroyed, when there no longer was this triannual gathering of the entire Jewish people. So now how do we make this announcement? Says the Rambam, we make the announcement in synagogue on Shabbos because for us, that's the largest gathering of Jews on a regular basis. What do we do today? Of course, today we use Facebook. Okay. Now, the Rambam's details are based on a passage in the Talmud. I want you to listen carefully to this passage in the Talmud. It's in the tractate Baba Metziah, the passage that I mentioned to you before, Elu Metziah, the second chapter of Baba Metziah. We talked about that a couple of days ago. And here's, listen carefully to what the Talmud says. The Talmud says, from the time that the Beis Hamidrash was destroyed, may it be speedily rebuilt in our day. But when, from the time that it's destroyed, we make the announcement in synagogues. It's kind of interesting because that phrase Mishachara Beis Amigdash, from the time the Beis Amigdash was destroyed, is repeated numerous times throughout the Talmud about various differences in Jewish law that occurred once the temple was no longer standing. Obviously, there are lots of changes in Jewish law once the temple was destroyed. Not a single other time when the Talmud uses the phrase Mishachara Beis Amigdash, when the temple was destroyed, does it follow with those words, Sheyibana Bimheira Biamenu, may it be speedily rebuilt in our day. That, of course, it's a very important uh, idea and it's a very important wish and prayer, but it's the only time in the entire Talmud where those words, Mishachara Beis Amigdash, are followed immediately with that prayer, that wish. Why here? I want to share with you an answer given by Rav Yosef Engel. Rav Yosef Engel says, when we perform the mitzvah of Hashavah Saveda, of returning a lost object, it is a mitzvah that is a segula for rebuilding the base of Migdash. It is a mitzvah that can help to bring about the rebuilding of the temple in Jerusalem. How in the world can it do that? What's the connection? So listen to this passage in the Talmud. It's a different passage. The Torah says in Vayikra, in describing the future exile of the Jewish people, which has happened to us, the Torah says, Va'avadatem bagoyim. They, the Jewish people, will be lost among the nations of the world. Says Rav in the Talmud, that verse makes me very, very frightened. 
to say that the exile of the Jewish people is described in the Torah, that we have become lost, God forbid, maybe this verse is predicting the ultimate doom of the Jewish people. Maybe what's going to happen is we're going to be lost forever. Rab Papa, his colleague, responded to him. He calmed him down. And he said to him, No, it's true that we will be lost, but we will be an Aveda. We will be a, like a lost object whose owner has not given up hope of getting the object back. Whose owner will go to great lengths to have the object returned. God wants us back. The mitzvah of Hashavas Aveda is not only a mitzvah for us when we find something lying on the street to return it to its owner. We're waiting for God to perform the mitzvah of Hashavas Aveda on us. We are a lost object. We're waiting for God to bring us back. And Rav Yosef Engel explains when a person finds something and they go to the effort to try to return it to its owner, that action is also, it's a mitzvah, but it is also a prayer in the form of an action. It's a prayer to God, master of the universe. I found a lost object and I went to great effort to return it to its owner. You lost an object. It's your turn to go to great lengths, to return it to you, its owner. When we have the opportunity to fulfill this mitzvah of Hashavah Saveda, we should think about what it means for our moral character, and we should utilize that action as a prayer to God to do the same mitzvah for us. My friends, I want to wish you a wonderful day and a fantastic Shabbos. And I look forward to seeing all of you soon in person. I'd love to hear what you think. Questions? You agree? You disagree? What do you think? Lo sire eshor ochicha o esseo nidochim v'yisalam mehem. You should not see the ox or the sheep of your fellow, which is lost, and turn your eyes from them as if you're ignoring them. Rather, rather you should return the lost object to your fellow. We discussed this a couple of days ago. And not only an ox or a sheep, and so should you do to anything that your fellow loses, that you find lo suchal hisalein. You should not avert your eyes. You should not ignore it, but rather you should try to return it to him. What does it mean lo suchal lihisalein, which literally means you will not be able to ignore it? Says Rashi, lo suchal lihisalein lechvosh encha ki ilu encha roe. Also, in, this is a, um, an instruction 
do not avert your eyes as if you do not see it. Meaning like this, a person's walking down the street and they and out of the corner of their eye, they see that there's something uh, that's lost and they know that their obligation is to pick it up, to try to find the owner. It may require some effort. It may require a lot of effort. But rather, what a person does is they just hold their hand like this and they just look in the other direction as if I don't see what's over there. Of course, as long as I don't see it, I don't have to pick it up. And who is going to know if I saw it or I did not see it? If someone were to accuse me of ignoring it, I could just say, I didn't notice it. I was looking the other way. But of course, God knows what we see and what we ignore. And therefore, the Torah says, don't do that. Don't ignore it. Rather, try to return it to your fellow. Rabbi Michael Yammer, who is a teacher at Yeshivat Shalavim in Israel, points out the following, and it's a deep insight. And he explains that this is the foundation of creating a moral Jewish character. He says as follows. The phrase is, Lo You will not be able to ignore it. Now, that's a strange phrase. Maybe it should have said, Do not ignore it. Or, It's not nice to ignore it. But to say, you will not be able to ignore it seems a little strange to understand because, of course, yes, I could. I'm perfectly able to ignore it if I just ignore it. What in the world does the verse mean when it phrases it in this manner that I am not able to ignore it? He explains that clearly what the Torah is teaching us is that the goal of this mitzvah of returning a lost object is not just to do the action of returning the object. It is rather to educate myself, to develop myself so that I am incapable of ignoring a lost object. In other words, the Torah wants to do mitzvahs, what God commands. That's definitely true. But that's not the goal that God is looking for. Yes, God wants us to do the commands that he commands us. Yes, definitely. I don't mean to minimize that. But God wants something much deeper as well. God wants that by doing those commandments, our character is changed. Our character is developed for many of the commandments that we perform, we say a bracha, we say a blessing, and we have a standard format, a formula for a blessing that we say before we do a mitzvah, before we blow shofar, before we eat matzah, before we uh, uh, say, uh, say the mitzvah of uh, kiddush on Shabbos, and it goes like this, Baruch atah Hashem alakeinu melechalom, blessed are you, God, King of the universe. Asher kiddushonu b'mitzvosav, Vitzivanu, etc. Which means, Asher Kiddushanu B'mitzvosav, you have sanctified us by your commandments. 
vitzivanu, and you commanded us to do whatever is the commandment we're about to do. The goal of the commandment is to do the command that God wants. But the ultimate goal, the deeper goal, is to become sanctified by it. It is the change within ourself as a result of the mitzvah that we do that God is looking for. And that's what we praise God about. We praise God not only about the opportunity to do the mitzvah, but we praise God for the opportunity to become a better person through doing the mitzvah. Every mitzvah that we do is an opportunity to refine our character, to make its values a part of us, not just an outward action that we perform. The goal of returning a lost object, as well as every other mitzvah, is to instill within us a mitzvah mentality, mitzvah observance transformed into an inseparable aspect of our personality to the extent that it is impossible for us to ignore a lost object or any other need that someone else has. That's the ultimate goal of this and every mitzvah. And by God commanding us in this manner, by God commanding us to reach this level, not just to return the lost object, but to be the kind of person that is incapable of ignoring the opportunity to return a lost object, God is also certifying to us that God knows that we are capable of reaching that. We are capable of refining ourselves, of working on ourselves, of developing ourselves so that we become that person for whom helping another in any way possible is inseparable from our personality. In other words, God is saying to us, I know you and I know that deep inside you, you are a good person. You want to help. You cannot just continue on your way. You cannot just pretend you did not see it. You cannot act as if you were ignoring it. And it applies to everything that we see around us that requires rectification. To notice what needs to be fixed and where we can benefit others. We need to look around all the time we need to notice everything from a lost object to an injustice and make sure that nothing needing to be fixed is ever ignored. To be incapable of that ignoring. To have it so ingrained and intertwined with our character. This should be the motto for life. Lo suchal isalem. I am not capable of ignoring someone or something in need. And I want to add just one more spiritual aspect to this mitzvah of returning a lost object. As we've discussed, someone finds a lost object, let's just say, for example, in the street, there's a mitzvah to pick it up, to take care of it, to try to find the owner, 
and to return the, uh, the object to the owner in order to fulfill this mitzvah. How does a person do it? If the owner is not immediately know, knowable, even though there may be some identifying mark on the object, but we don't know who it is, how do we do that? So the Rambam says, Maimonides says, that we have to announce publicly that we found a certain type of an object and anyone who can come and give the correct identification of it, I want to be able to return it. That person can claim it. Says the Rambam, where and how does that announcement take place? The Rambam says, originally, in earlier times in our history, anyone who found the lost object would come when they traveled to Yerushalayim for the Shalash Regalim, for the three festivals. Remember, during the time the Beis Hamikdash was standing, every Jewish person would travel to Jerusalem for Pesach, Shavuos, and Sukkot three times a year. The entire Jewish people was gathered. So it's the perfect time. There was a certain spot in Jerusalem and everyone knew that that was the spot to gather if you had lost anything. And anyone who had found something would go to that spot and would announce it publicly. And whoever had lost something previously would know to come to that spot. They would hear the announcement and they'd be able to fulfill the mitzvah of Hashavah Saveda. And the, the Rambam says you have to do it three times. Three festivals, that means over the course of a whole year, maybe for some reason a person couldn't make it one time, but after three times, presumably you would have reached everybody that was able to reach there. So that's the best way to make this announcement so that every person will hear it. Then says the Rambam, when the Beis Hamidrash was destroyed, when there no longer was this triannual gathering of the entire Jewish people. So now how do we make this announcement? Says the Rambam, we make the announcement in synagogue on Shabbos because for us, that's the largest gathering of Jews on a regular basis. What do we do today? Of course, today we use Facebook. Okay. Now, the Rambam's details are based on a passage in the Talmud. I want you to listen carefully to this passage in the Talmud. It's in the Tractate Baba Metziah, the passage that I mentioned to you before, Elu Metziah, is the second chapter of Baba Metziah. We talked about that a couple of days ago. And here's what, listen carefully to what the Talmud says. The Talmud says, from the time that the Beis Hamidrash was destroyed, may it be speedily rebuilt in our day. But when, from the time that it's destroyed, we make the announcement in synagogues. It's kind of interesting because that phrase, 
Mishachara Beis Amigdash, from the time the Beis Amigdash was destroyed, is repeated numerous times throughout the Talmud about various differences in Jewish law that occurred once the temple was no longer standing. Obviously, there are lots of changes in Jewish law once the temple was destroyed. Not a single other time when the Talmud uses the phrase Mishachara Beis Amigdash, when the temple was destroyed, does it follow with those words, Sheyibana Bimheira Biamenu, may it be speedily rebuilt in our day. That, of course, it's a very important uh, idea, and it's a very important wish and prayer, but it's the only time in the entire Talmud where those words, Mishachara Beis Amigdash, are followed immediately with that prayer, that wish. Why here? I want to share with you an answer given by Rav Yosef Engel. Rav Yosef Engel says, when we perform the mitzvah of Hashavah Saveda, of returning a lost object, it is a mitzvah that is a segula for rebuilding the base of Migdash. It is a mitzvah that can help to bring about the rebuilding of the temple in Jerusalem. How in the world can it do that? What's the connection? So listen to this passage in the Talmud. It's a different passage. The Torah says in Vayikra, in describing the future exile of the Jewish people, which has happened to us, the Torah says, Va'avadatem bagoyim. They, the Jewish people, will be lost among the nations of the world. Says Rav in the Talmud, that verse makes me very, very frightened. To say that the exile of the Jewish people is described in the Torah, that we have become lost, God forbid. Maybe this verse is predicting the ultimate doom of the Jewish people. Maybe what's going to happen is we're going to be lost forever. Rav Papa, his colleague, responded to him. He calmed him down. And he said to him, no, it's true that we will be lost but we will be an Aveda. We will be a, like a lost object whose owner has not given up hope of getting the object back. Whose owner will go to great lengths to have the object returned. God wants us back. The mitzvah of Hashavas Aveda is not only a mitzvah for us when we find something lying on the street to return it to its owner. We're waiting for God to perform the mitzvah of Ashabas Aveda on us. We are a lost object. We're waiting for God to bring us back. And Rav Yosef Engel explains when a person finds something and they go to the effort to try to return it to its owner, that action is also, it's a mitzvah, but it is also a prayer in the form of an action. It's a prayer to God, master of the universe. I found the lost object and I went to great effort to return it to its owner. You lost an object. It's your turn to go to great lengths to return it to you, its owner. When we have the opportunity to fulfill this mitzvah of Hashavah Saveda, we should think about 
what it means for our moral character, and we should utilize that action as a prayer to God to do the same mitzvah for us. My friends, I want to wish you a wonderful day and a fantastic Shabbos. And I look forward to seeing all of you soon in person.